shit's just getting done. So when yeah. you first when you first showed up on the the, the podcast, I'm like, who fucks this Cliff Bowen guy? Not, yeah, no, right? Uh, not, you know, not not like you know who the fucks the new guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. More like, uh, well, uh, you know, because just Nick don't just bring anybody on. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, yeah, more, uh, of a, like where'd this guy come from? Meaning, <laughs> I was interested. I, I wanted to find out what Nick's Nick saw on you because I knew there had to be something. Is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So, so for me to be sitting here week after week with you like this, dude. Yeah, you you answer you you answer that question every fucking week, dude. With every conversation you have with me, dude. Well, I, I well I appreciate that. Thank you. It, it kind of validates why I'm trying to do what I'm doing here with you know the whole mental health warrior and in right, the podcast right. and kind of what I want people to get from it as as we move forward with the podcast and as things change. And so as you guys kind of eavesdrop in our conversation, if you don't know who the person is next to me, that's Kevin. He's the guy behind the scenes. Oh, he's, he's a he, Yeah, he's the one that makes me look good. He, he He's the one that puts all the music together and, and everything. Yeah, because... tell me this was... <laughs> it's going full lives. Yeah, I have to throw it on him because he keep him on his toes like he does me. But, you know, you know, it's 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 like uh, Mark... Mark Hey, there you go. Cheers. That's it. That gluten-free beer that Nick loves so much. <laughs> Real men drink gluten-free beer. <laughs> what? But it's dark beer. You know, oh, well, I do got a lot of Irish blood in me. I'm a descendant of Irish oh, king. Yeah, so I, hey, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you if you were English. Mm. <laughs> you would have nicked it right. You're like, ah, Nick, I can't work with that guy. He's he's, he's English. Can't do it. <laughs> Maybe that, I don't know. <laughs> is that what's wrong with, wrong with Beck Gandal? He's, he's you have to check his English. DNA and find out what's going on, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I always pictured Beck Gandal to be the the Viking leader of veteran trash talk. That's that's more my image of him. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Sorry, we just kind of jumped right into it. But that's all right. We're going to do that from now on. Uh, so if you watch the first couple of podcasts, you, you kind of saw that I talked, you know, early on of, of my life, you know, and kind of how I grew up on a farm and, and kind of living off the land. And, and my childhood was, you know, it's fun and, and free. I really don't have anything negative to say about it. A lot of crazy stuff went on. Um, you know, and then I kind of moved into my military career and, and then kind of moved into my suicide attempt. And if you watch the last episode, episode three, I kind of went from when I woke up from the hospital um, and then got moved into the mental ward and, and talked about that in detail, which is something I don't normally talk about a lot. Um, and, and if anybody who's experienced that or who's ever been through that, I'm sure you understood what I was talking about, about being locked in that room or or you're not being able to leave and, and being there with not a place where you didn't want to be and kind of how, you know, everybody only has their own story. Right. And Kevin, you can attest to this. You always have that one moment in your life where you're like, wow, I just don't want to do that no more. I'm going to change or, or, you know, that light bulb goes on. Right. And that was my light bulb moment. Sure, sure. And, you know, and, and I think it's important that we all, you know, think about those things. And, you know, where you, you kind of hit rock bottom, if you want to call it rock bottom, or that, oh, Jesus moment or wherever, like, you know, I don't want to go down this path anymore. I want to continue with, you know, I, I just don't want to do that no more. And that's kind of what I was talking about when I was in a mental health facility is, you know, that was kind of my, you know, I don't, I, yeah, I don't want to do that no more. I mean, that, that scared the shit out of me. And I knew at that point I had to get help. And that's what I wanted to talk about. And I think, you know, when I started the podcast on December 20th, 
you know, of course, I talk about this in episode one. It was important to me because that was the 19th anniversary of my suicide attempt. You know, and I and I don't talk about it in great some detail, but you know, I I went from A to close to Z as you can get without completing. Because had my brother not got, got that funny feeling at work, I, I I wouldn't be sitting here. You know, I would have died. You know, and, and the hard thing for my family throughout all of that is when I um did the video for VA Make the Connection. I didn't talk about this is my family and they watch my podcast so they can be a little upset with me what i'm about to say but when they watched the va make the connection video that i made that was the first time that i said the number of sleeping pills that i took and so for all these years i told my parents and my and my family that i really didn't mean to kill myself but when, when they watched that video and i said the number of sleeping pills i took was 20 or 22 i don't remember the number exactly i have to go back and watch the video they knew that you know, I, I had every tint of, you know, ending my life that day. And, you know, that was very hard for them. Um, you know, when able channel, and I talked about that some filled the documentary on me, which you can go out to the ablechannel.com and you can pull up it and stream it for free. Now the documentary, you know, my brother, he, he did that first time he did an interview and ever talked about it. He, that was the first time he's ever talked about my coming home and finding me on the couch uh, and rushed me to the hospital um and i'm surprised he did they actually did the film uh to be honest with you because uh you know it took some coaxing for him to do it um but he didn't and thankfully he didn't he told a very powerful side of his story um but even so even after the filming we don't he doesn't really he doesn't talk about it i know he's changed the furniture in that living room you know a couple of times since then and and some other things and you know you think about that when you're in that room and how the furniture was arranged he doesn't arrange the furniture that way anymore and i don't blame him uh and but it's probably just how he deals with it. everybody deals with tragedy in their life differently right and that's kind of what i hope to do with the mental health warrior is is we all have tragedies we all have things that happen it's how we we learn to deal with it right um you know we can have traumatic events to happen to us as a child that can affect us through adulthood we can have traumatic events as adults that can affect us adults, but also can affect our children because we project it onto them. And so, you know, one thing that go with what I want to do here is is kind of help everybody just kind of sit back, relax, you know, take a drink of this fine gluten-free beer. <laughs> and I'm going to keep saying that through every podcast I do while I'm drinking beer, just to kind of rub it in the nick a little bit. Uh, you know, and just realize that, you know, together we're a community, you know, we, you know, that's what we do at Veterans Trash Talk. We want everybody to come out and talk about their issues and problems. You know, Kevin and I, we've, we've shared a lot of personal stories. And, and if you ever wants to come on my show and share some of the things, he's actually had an amazing life. And some of the stories he's told me, I was just absolutely floored about. And so I'm kind of, kind of going to get it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> don't undercut yourself, brother. <laughs> you, you've done things that they should be writing books about. <laughs> oh, this, oh, wait till I talk to Vincent and Life is my movie. He should be doing a he should be doing a movie on you, man. <laughs> hey, can we can we use the word chaotic? Hey, absolutely. That's what people want. They want chaos, right? <laughs> that's what, uh, that's why I, I don't know if anybody out there watches Rick and Morty, right? I love watching Rick and Morty, the cartoon. You ever watch that, Kevin? That's it's great. You know, that, honestly, the reason I don't is because uh, when that came out, that was, just, there was like three years of U.S. culture that I completely missed, <laughs> almost four when I was over in Scotland, you know? You have no idea I, how disappointed I was when my hometown of Kilmarnock uh, got its first Burger King. 
I will, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing there weren't guns over there, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 but that brings up a good subject, right? So, you know, we've all we've all been in the military. Most of us, we traveled to foreign countries, right? And I, I've been in Germany. I went to Germany. I love Germany. I love traveling around Germany and getting drunk and then getting up and doing PT the next day and, you know, running seven miles. I think we had that on Veterans Trash Talk uh, today on the Facebook page, and we were all talking about that. But it always cracked me up is, People would always bitch and complain about being in a foreign country, but most of the people that bitch and complain never left the, the base, or they were barrack rats, right? So those are the ones that are always bitching and complaining. Oh, it's terrible over here. I'm like, really? Man, I was out every single night I was in Germany, I was out. And I, me, me and my buddy, we'd be rolling in at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you know, we'd get up, go do PT, and and then, you know, you come back, you shower, and you go to the hangar, and you work, says aviation, and... <clears throat> You know, we'd skip lunch to take a nap, right? Because you're, you're tired, right? So you skip lunch to take a nap, right? Uh, and, <laughs> and then, and then you know, you get off work and you go back and you're like, oh, well, you know, let's let's just head into town and we'll get a bite to eat at the local restaurant, right? Next thing you know, it's two o'clock in the morning again. <laughs> you go rolling in. <laughs> I got a good story about that. I'll have to tell sometime that. Uh, if anybody's been to Germany, I, of course, I, I'm Greek on my mom's side of the family. I'll tell the story real quick. That's just how this podcast is going to go. And so we're there in Mannheim, me and my buddy Steve, we were going out one night. And if anybody's at a restaurant in Germany, most of the restaurants have a stomptish, and that's kind of the owner's table. And it's a big honor to, to sit at the owner's table. And so we went to, I wanted to eat Greek food. So we went to a, a local Greek restaurant there off base there. And, you know, I got to talking to the, the owner. And, you know, of course, you know, my mom cooked Greek food. I cooked Greek food. And so I was just talking about the kind of the food that we cooked growing up as kids and ate. And, and he only got really interested in that. So next thing you know, he invites us over to his table. And we're sitting at the stomp dish there in the middle of the restaurant. And we're, we're drinking ouzo, right? <laughs> yeah, ouzo. Anyway, so we're having a good time. We're, we're, we're carrying on, and, and it's, you know, 1.30, 2 o'clock. Well, if you've been in Germany, you know, the buses and taxis and stuff, they don't run. And we're about, I don't know, four or five miles from the base, so we had to walk back, which is probably a good thing. But as we're going back, we, we find this bicycle on the side, on the side of the road that uh, we thought, hey, we're going to ride the bike back, right? And so the chain was off it, so we flip it over, and I put the chain on right and we get on it and, and steve's driving and we start taking off and i jump on the back seat and the chain pops off it's like oh crap man so we you know we, so we do that for a while we don't get very far maybe five six blocks but every time we start pedaling the crank was broke we should realize it because he's too drunk and so we kept putting the chain on finally we just gave up threw the bike off to the side of the road to walk back and so we go to the gate then we get back to the gate manheim and and the gate guard just just got this weird look on his face we come through the gate when he looks at our ids like what the hell you guys been doing didn't realize what you know what his thing was like well okay well you know fuck you buddy whatever he just jealous because we were out having a good time I don't, I don't know and so and so we get back to the barracks we go to sleep and i wake up the next morning and i go to latrine and my whole face is covered in grease because of the chain on the bicycle but falling off and we didn't realize it so that's why the mp was looking at us all kind of stupid and uh <laughs> Right, so that that was that was whew, that was a rough night, man. I think I actually took a night off after that one. 
Uh, but you know, the, then the next night we went back out, but it, it was all good. It's all, all good and fun. And, and man, the, the stories that veterans can tell about, you know, the camaraderie and going out with your buddies at night and hanging out and having a good time. Uh, you know, what a great, what a great thing to remember, especially if you're having a bad time in your life, you know, kick back and, and think about those memories. You know, that's what the mental health war is all about. You know, get those tools in that toolbox, man. And, and so I talked about, you know, bringing up your phone and when your phone works, my phone doesn't work right now, but when your phone works and pulling out those pictures and looking at them and laughing and, and, you know, maybe hitting up your buddy on Facebook or Instagram, you know, I, I touched base, you know, about two years ago with my buddy Todd that I grew up with. You guys saw me deer hunting on his land with the, with the squid games outfit on, uh, you know, we've been good friends. Hopefully him and his family will come out this spring uh to virginia and, and spend their spring break with us here and if he does i'll i'll get him on the podcast and and he can get on and talk we used to do a lot of crazy shit in high school to, together him and i and, and another friend of ours mike sutherland it was funny because when when the able channel was going to do the they wanted to film me in my, my hometown of war and so i called todd and mike and and had to kind of prod him a little bit to to meet the film crew and, and kind of talk about things and so we go to a restaurant there that Mike had come up with. And so we're sitting there and, and, you know, we wasn't always, you know, church boys, you know, we would run around and do stuff. So we're sitting there Googling statute limitations on some of the stuff and what we can, he cannot talk about. <laughs> what he can't, we start rolling. <laughs> so we had to make sure we shape our conversations correctly because we don't know me knocking on our doors when the film comes out. <laughs> But, you know, it's all good fun about growing up and, and doing things. And so, you know, what I wanted to talk about with this podcast is, you know, moving forward, I think the next the next one after this one, this is episode four. I can't believe we're already on episode four. Time's, time's flying by. Um, so I think for episode four, you know, I'm going to talk about, we, we capped everything that kind of went on. And you met the guy behind the scenes, a great myth, the legend, you know, Kevin there. He's the one that makes me look good. And and it puts all the music together. We did have another veteran that, that sent in their music, and we're going to try to – we had some issues loading the files, so we're trying to get that fixed. Um, it's a little bit different music. It's not country. This is more of uh, rock music that, that he sent in, Bill did. Uh, thank you, Bill, for sending that in, and we'll, we'll try to get that on this next episode coming up. If not, um, maybe on episode five. Uh, I think on episode five, I'm going to talk about the Great Boat Rescue. I get a lot of questions about that. I've kind of hinted about that a couple of times. In the last couple of podcasts and so i think in episode five i'm going to really talk about um the boat rescue and what happened there on october 3rd 2009 when we're out fishing and my my younger son and we we saw a barge hit a small vessel and it capsized the vessel and, and i was able to save three out of the four fishermen and i'll go into that story in detail and kind of how it affected my life but also affected the life of my five-year-old son because you know, he had some PTSD issues over that and, and dealing with boats on the water and things like that. And and so I want to, you know, kind of dive into that and talk about that because, you know, a lot of times, you know, as adults and, and we go through a traumatic experience, we often don't think about how that affected our kids at that level. And, you know, that's something I kind of want to hit on and talk about a little bit because, you know, Junior loved fishing. He loved going on the boat and he never paid attention to the big ships. Uh, that were around us before but after the boating accident you'll find out more about that on episode five you know he got really nervous about it and he was scared and kind of get freaked out um you know when these big ships would come by and so we had to get a therapist and and kind of get him to work through that and understand that those thoughts and feelings were completely normal 
Um, but I think sometimes as adults, we forget that if you if you have that experience or something happens and you, your children happen to be with you, you know, how does that have, that affect them? I mean, I, we've all seen, you know, I think it was on Instagram. I'm pretty sure it was Instagram, but there was a a truck that was pulling a trailer and it was high winds and the trailer started fish telling and the truck rolled off and the mom was like, oh, my gosh. But then you heard a little girl in the back screaming and crying. You know, they wasn't in the wreck. They were watching the wreck. But so, you know, that had a, an effect on that little girl. And, of course, you don't know what if they ever talked to a little girl about it. But, I mean, just to hear that girl start screaming and, and crying in the background, uh, you know, that became a traumatic event for her. Um, so, I, you know, I, I'm going to kind of touch about that and kind of what I did with Junior and kind of, you know, kind of try to help him and, and you know, kind of what we did and, and how all that went from the boat rescue and moving forward. And then I think eventually, I think after that, I think we're going to have a couple of guests come on the show and talk about for them what it means to be a mental health warrior. I think that's important. Um, I, hopefully I can get Kevin to open up and be on the camera again and let him talk about, you know, some of the things that, that makes him get through the day and things that he enjoys to do. And he's got a pretty amazing story, even though he's going to say he doesn't, but he does. Maybe he'll, he'll talk in a Scottish language about it and then and <laughs> make an understanding. Um but, you know, it's good. It's fun. You know, I just want to laugh and joke and, and I want to appreciate everybody that's been watching my podcast. I, I am truly honored, you know, even if I get one person to view it, one person to like it. Um, you know, it's just it's just I'm just so happy to be able to to have the, the ability to do this and to go out and, and talk and and try to help people out there that maybe aren't in a good place and, and not feeling right or, you know, just maybe just want to know somebody else's story that compares to them. And, and maybe you guys, there's similarities and maybe there's differences and maybe how one recovers is always different from the other one. And that's just, that's just how it is. We're all different, right? God made us all different. We're all different beings and that's, that's fine. And how things affect me will affect Kevin differently or anybody else listening differently. Um, but the situations could be similar. I will tell you that two other people that were on the team with me at the Pentagon, Jack and and Bill, the the two guys there, they they wasn't affected the way I was. You know, they 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 dealt with their pain and seeing what they saw differently than I did. And it doesn't make it any less how they felt or make the, how I felt any less either. Jack talks about that in the the documentary on the Able Channel. Um, <clears throat> you know how I kind of internalized it and how he became angry and he wanted to just go out and kill somebody or get revenge for what they did. And then I was internalizing the fact that I felt guilty because I didn't find anybody alive. And it was just two different people who at the same time dealing with the same situation. I'm talking about the Pentagon 9-11 if, if, if I've just lost somebody there in my story. Um, Jack, a good friend of mine, was with me. There's three of us on a team. And, uh, and on the ABLE channel, he talks about you know how he felt and, and kind of what, what he thought was going on. And then he kind of really summed it up kind of how I kind of internalized it and felt guilty and ashamed because I didn't find anybody alive and where he felt completely different, where he just wanted to go out and, and kill somebody and, and get revenge for what they did. Um, and so it's, it's kind of interesting to see how that we, we take things differently as human beings. And I say this all the time is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's okay that things affect everybody differently and it doesn't make your pain any less doesn't make their pain any less. Um, and so, you know, there were things that I saw and did in Iraq and everybody who's ever been to war knows it's, it's not, it's not pretty, it's, it's ugly. Um, and, you know, we all deal with things differently. And I think that's what we're trying to do here with the Veterans Trash Chart Network 
is try to talk about all kinds of things so everybody knows that no matter what you're feeling or what's going on in your life that it's okay you know i say this all the time it's okay not to be okay it's your life experience uh don't cheapen it don't think that you're not entitled to something because you didn't see the war or you didn't actually see combat or you didn't do that you know we all serve together anytime you sign that dotted line to serve for your country you're entitled to everything that goes on no matter what what you think you did or didn't do um you know i talked to vietnam vets who who never saw one bullet ever fired in vietnam and didn't think they were entitled to anything and i'm like why you know i've talked to people that joined the military during the, the time when we didn't have a lot of wars going on they did 20 years and got out and they didn't think they were entitled and think because they never saw a war and i'm like why being in the military will break your body i don't care if you're at war or not just the type of training we do and, and, and the things they did it will break your body down and that's what the va is there for and that's why we have the disability and the payments and things and, and i always tell this you know you need to understand that the va disability is different then if you lost a limb or you're blind or you're deaf, you know, that that is set up for the day that you join the military, that fund. And they they put X number of dollars knowing that, you know, you may or may not have these injuries just that or the other. And so I, I just employ anybody out there that if you joined the military and you were in the military, I don't care if you were in basic training and broke your leg and 20 years later you're having issues because of that broken leg, you need to go onto the VA.gov and file for a claim and start doing it because you're you entitled to that and you need to get it my brother and i talked about this before he was in the guard for 20 years got out and never did his va claim and i and he's been out for i don't know what 10 years and i finally got him to sit down and, and start going through the process you know once i went through mine with my retirement kind of understood how it worked and maybe one of the shows i'll do because i think it's important is maybe i can get a vso to come on and a veteran service officer and, and really talk about you know that process and doing the va and getting it in the appeals process if, if your claim comes back and you didn't get a rating as high as you think it should there is a process in place where you can go in and, and file uh, claims for that but also i want people to understand the benefits you get even if you're rated zero you're still entitled to something right and so you know i want people to be aware of that because a lot of people aren't aware of the things that you're entitled to whether it's zero or ten or 40 50 60 people pretty much know from 50 on what you're entitled to but if you're less than 50 you're still entitled to things and i think you know we people need to go out and understand that and so maybe one of the episodes i'll do i'll try to get a vso to come on and really talk about that in detail because as a mental health warriors that's just another tool you have in your toolbox right so you know if, if you if you get a little extra money coming in or something like that with injuries or get them fixed because it's something that happened to you while you were serving uh just think about the amount of pressure that would take off your life and how much better it would make it um and so just always keep that in the back of your mind i want to thank everybody who who watched the show i want to thank kevin who who didn't know he was coming on tonight so i just <laughs> made him come on anyway but you know i just appreciate you all out there i want you all to have a great week and I look forward to you uh, watching this episode and then episode five, where I talk about the boat rescue on the Chesapeake Bay in 2009, October 3rd. You guys have a great week and take care. Something, you know, I mean, because my feeling is, Cliff, um, you know, it, it's 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 rare. Like we, we talked about this earlier. Sometimes even people who are willing to share their experiences actually experience that information they're willing to share being used against them when it's not yeah. the right people so that can that can almost kind well, of well you know doing what i do into my military career oh wow 
Yeah, yeah. That there was people wow. at NG, the know, NGB that, that well, I was I was uh, number one on the list to promote to W5. I was in the W5 position uh, with vouchers to promote me. And the refrad list came. They said, oh, they're going to refrad people. And everybody's like, oh, shit, they want to kick. Don't know, because remember, our, we're going to have millions of viewers one day and they're going to be wanting to. Yeah. Well, you know, refrads a force shaping tool the Army uses. Then people in the Title 10 program, they use to, I guess, at any given time, kick anybody out for any reason. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, yep, so, it's, yep. it's, so that would almost be the North Carolina equivalent of uh, right to work state, which means we can fire you any fucking time we want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so and so we always joke there in the Title 10 program when they have a refrag board or oh, they want to kick somebody out because mm. there's no rhyme or reason for it. Right. And regulatory, they don't have to do it. So there were people where I worked at that didn't like me doing what I did. They were jealous because maybe of the tension that I was getting. Um, they thought it impacted my work. It never impacted my work as there and as an automation officer. You know, I saved the guard millions of dollars there in aviation. Um, I got the laptops that we used for the maintenance on the aircraft. I got them upgraded more than any system that the army had, you know, because I fought for those soldiers to have that. Right. And so when I would take a month off in September to go do my suicide speaking events, I was still doing my job. You're absolutely. You're right. But there, but there were people inside that building that uh, were jealous over the fact of attention that I was getting and other stuff. And um, when when my name came down on the refrag board, people I worked with were shocked. And they were just disheartened. They couldn't believe that because I had done so much good. You might, right. my, my whole point was just trying to save soldiers' lives. Exactly. Right? I didn't, exactly. So what? So, you know, yeah. So that was a hard time for me. That first 72 hours after I got the phone call, which was three days before Thanksgiving, uh, you know, I, I was... I, I, in fact, I got to the point where I just walked upstairs and, and in tears, I told my wife I didn't want to drink no more because I was going down that road, you know, and I was pissed and mad and hurt. And, you know, but then I had to, you know, think about as time went on because you can't change it. You can't argue it. You can't. Once they come down and your name's on it, you're done. You're fucking done at all. You're done. You got they gave us um, seven months. So I had seven, less than seven months to do all my retirement bullshit, right? And so they, you know, so this is November, the end of November, and my retirement date's 31 August, the following year. Well, here's here's something else. The ABLE channel wrapped up filming on me in January of that same year. They released it November uh, Veterans Day that November. And then two weeks later, I got notified I was refratted. That's just wrong, dude. That, that's you know, fair. so you got you got to remember, dude. I'm I'm I'm. I think I I need to coin I need to uh, trademark this term because I mean it might be a it might be a t-shirt uh, one day, but uh, I'm one of those chapter babies, dude. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. You know, I went in when I was 17. Um, I was out 10 days before my 20th birthday, and even then. I felt fucking lost. Yeah. I felt, I felt, I mean, that's why I ended up in the French Foreign Legion, dude. Yeah. That's a story. That's a story we got to do on the show, man. Are we still <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's cool. You know that, though. I love it. Nah. Nah. It's... But, uh, but, um. But you're, but you're right. 
You bring up a good point. So, but the thing is, is I think as veteran trash talkers, what we need to do is we need to abide by the definition of what is a veteran. A veteran is somebody who has served for 180 days. Yeah. Honorably, right? Well, unless unless you've been injured. And, of course, of course. Right. So I'm let's not, put that. If you if you get medically discharged because I mean, you're I'm injured, not, I'm, not, I'm not sticking up for myself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because um, the the well, yeah. I don't know if I call myself mature now. I mean, I'm 55. I think I get. To, I, I, I'm 52. Fuck, I'll never grow up. <laughs> exactly, that. exactly. But uh, but looking back uh, at that time in my life, I don't think. First of all, I don't think I appreciated how immature I still was because even though we think we're men. Oh yeah, we. We were ready to take on the Congress yeah. board, you know, even though I was only going to refuel some fucking helicopter. <laughs> so they could and that's important. Trash talk, that's what we do in veteran. Trash talk, that's what we do in veteran. Trash talk bravely every morning.